how good would it be if getting clients wasn't such hard work? How amazing would it feel if people were coming to you, asking you how they can work with you? How cool would it be if your audience were out there sharing your stuff, telling their friends about you and growing your reach for you? Well, my love, those right there, yeah, they're some of the outcomes of creating brand loyalty. I know this because those are the things I've enjoyed since discovering the three keys to brand loyalty and how to use them. I'm not going to tell you what they are. What? Of course I am. (laughs) I'm going to tell you exactly what they are and how you can use them in your business to create raving, loyal brand fans who keep coming back for more. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javitt. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. What is up, limitless mothers? Do I sound really straight? Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) I'm in a silly mood today. I don't know if you can tell. Are you in a silly mood? I mean, you don't necessarily have to be to listen to today's episode. You might be like, no, Corrie, I'm knackered, quite frankly. And that's cool too. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm guessing if you've been around these parts for any length of time, you do. But I'm quite playful by nature. You've seen the photo of me podcasting from within my blanket fort, right? Which is where I am right now. (laughs) But it produces great audio. That's my excuse. But really, it's because it's good fun. You maybe even heard me sing. Yeah, sing, despite my terrible singing voice on a recent podcast episode. So you know that I like to combine work and play. Big fan of that. Well, the team and I took it up a notch this week. We did something extra silly. We injected a ton of play into our work week because, well, why the hell not? I don't know about you, but I came from a pretty dry and dull corporate space. Yeah, we had a laugh sometimes and there was office banter, but there was also plenty of really very dull meetings, the kind where you legit consider stabbing your pen in your own eye just to have a reason to leave, you know. So now that I'm the boss around here, not only do I like to flout the general work rules of what might be appropriate during the workday, you know, things like considering pyjama bottoms, appropriate work attire, or not really starting my day very often before 11am, or taking a break mid-afternoon to have a bath, those kind of things. But also, I like to bring a sense of play into my work weeks because I'm the boss and what I say goes. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but kids have fun, like serious fun. Like life is extra fun when you're a kid. And why is that? Because they play and they do things just for the sheer joy and pleasure of it. So I think we kind of need to get back to that because when we follow that sheer joy and pleasure, that's when creativity and inspiration can actually flow into us. Anywho, I promise I'm going somewhere with all of this. So the team and I did something silly this week. Like I said, I'll give you the details on what it was. Maybe you already know in just a sec. But as well as it being just good fun, it has the bonus advantage that I'm going to talk about on today's show. It was something that could create brand loyalty. 
Which brings me full circle back to the topic of today's show, which is how to create brand loyalty. Seamless, I know. So why are we even talking about brand loyalty? Well, if you're feeling sick of chasing your clients down rather than magnetizing them to you, if you wish that for just once, one new lead wasn't so hard won, if the idea of having people come to you asking how they can work together sounds amazing, if the idea of having your audience tell all their friends about you, your biz and what you do sounds blooming marvelous, then listen up because it doesn't have to be so hard. Creating brand loyalty doesn't mean that you need a massive audience or Facebook ads or anything like that. You can cultivate brand loyalty remarkably easy and then boom, results. (laughs) When you have loyal brand fans, guess what? Selling becomes easier. Why is that? Because brand loyalty is another way of saying that you've built a solid relationship with your audience, your peeps. And what are sales built on? All together now. Yes, relationships. Well, when they're done really well anyway. The other great thing is your reach expands and you start to sell more to each client or customer. Your followers, fans, audience, clients, subscribers, they start marketing you for you. How cool is that? And you can start doing this regardless of what kind of company you have, even if you're just starting, you can start doing this today. And for me, the best part is it can be fun. Yay. What's not to like? So let's get to it. So there are three keys to successfully creating brand loyalty that I have found to be true. But first, let's just talk about what we mean by brand for one second. So really, when I'm talking about branding here, I'm not talking about your fonts, your color scheme, all that jazz. I'm talking about how your audience feels about you, your content, the work you do. How are you making your audience feel? That really is your brand right there. Have you given that some thought? Are you being intentional about that? Are you thinking about how do I want my people to feel about my brand? That's really what we're talking about here. And that's the thing that can create the brand loyalty that we're after here. So those three keys to successfully creating brand loyalty are number one, surprise, number two, delight, and number three, reward, which actually probably isn't a surprise to you because I gave that away in the strap line of the show. (laughs) But let's get into each of them in detail. So I'm going to share with you how I've been leveraging these three keys and about how you can in your business for improved audience, follower, client and customer relationships, which means more raving fans who keep coming back for more and importantly, also buying your stuff. So number one, surprise. This is an undoubtedly busy online space, right? But that shouldn't stop us from getting out there and connecting with people. But the key is to do something to surprise people. You want to surprise, I don't know if you heard me click my fingers there. I was supposed to do like a shocking click, but I didn't think that actually translated to a podcast. Anyway, I'm going to keep rolling. You want to surprise and interrupt them because you want them to stop the scroll. So if you are sending an email, you want a subject line that is surprising. If you are writing a social media post, you want your top line to be something that grabs their attention. You want 
whatever it is you're doing to surprise people. Now, that doesn't mean just attention seeking. It means surprising, doing something unexpected. When you are doing things that are unexpected and maybe even sometimes not what somebody expects from you in a good way, um, that keeps them on their toes as well and it keeps them coming back for more. So I talked about this recently on a live stream within my Facebook group. If you're not in my Facebook group, Limitless Mothers, come and join us. I'll pop a link in the show notes, but it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash, is it groups or group (laughs) forward slash Limitless Mothers? I'm sure you can find us and head to the show notes for the link. But I did a live stream about the one number one thing missing, I think, missing in our industry and how we can leverage that knowledge for good in our businesses. And I talked there on the importance of being different. So when everyone else zigs, you should zag. Okay. And so for me, that's looked like some ways that I've surprised potentially my audience, clients and customers is doing things differently. So innovation definitely comes under this surprise banner. So anything that you can do to innovate. So see what everyone else is doing or see what's expected from you and do something different. Find a way to be surprising. So for me, the template shop is different. It's innovative in that I don't see other people out there selling the answers that you need to the questions that you have in your business in this way. I don't see anyone else saying, hey, here's how I've done this thing and it's really worked for me go and totally copy it for yourself. Save yourself all that time on YouTube and Google. Don't need to buy a course, just buy the answers, plug and play, done. So that, it was surprising to some people who assumed that my next move was going to be a course or a group coaching program. Another thing that you could do is embrace the fun when you're thinking of ways that you can surprise your audience, surprise your customers and clients. So I like to surprise people in some ways, but uh, one of the ways I'm going to come back to later because it falls also into the reward category but maybe you saw my April Fool's gag this week I don't know if you noticed but I launched a new template on Monday called how to be more unicorn the magical life template now that was a spoof template my loves (laughs) for those of you who didn't click on it to buy and don't know the truth so I just did that to surprise people and hopefully delight them as well and you know, in doing that, when you surprise people in specific ways, then you can elicit specific responses. So for me, the spoof unicorn template was just about the team and I having some fun and also rewarding those of you who also believe in magic in a free template from the shop. So what you might not know is if you didn't see the landing page or if you did and you didn't click on the buy now button, then you won't know that actually behind that was a thank you, was a what would have been a thank you page, but a page that said April Fools and had a picture of me wearing, yes, a unicorn onesie. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. I own a unicorn onesie. I bought it for the specific purposes, which FYI, if you're listening, Hannah, my accountant, see, I told you this was a totally legit business expense. <laughs> um, So on there, I said, hey, yay you for believing in magic. Um, Because you do, go and choose your favorite template from the Limitless Mother template shop and email me and I will send it to you for free. Because I like to, again, reward, we're going to come back to that in a minute, people. And also it was surprising, right? So the whole point of that was literally just a bit of a laugh. And I was hoping to surprise people in a way that felt playful because for me, that's part of my brand. So 
Yes, a lot of the work that I do with my private coaching clients is quite serious. You know, we're talking about um, really deeply ingrained money mindset issues, which can be connected to all sorts of other kind of uncomfortable feelings from the past and things like that. So sometimes we're strategizing, thinking of new passive income streams or routes to 100k, all kinds of different things that we can be doing, which are, yes, serious, but also I do have a giggle with my clients as and when is appropriate too. And I like to have a bit of fun, like I said, when it's appropriate. So the whole spoof with the unicorn template was just a way of the team and I having fun, but also hopefully surprising those of you who noticed that and those of you who enjoyed that little bit of fun on April Fool's Day. And also it speaks to me and my brand and the fact that, hey, if you work with me, we're going to have a bit of fun together and a bit of a giggle too, right? Uh, so, and if you hate unicorns, then, you know, I'm, I'm not your girl. And so it's okay if that's polarizing. It's okay if you saw that and thought, what the hell, she has lost the plot. It's fine. I'm not offended. Um, so the point is you want to find ways to surprise your audience. Doesn't mean you have to do an April Fool's. You can surprise them in other ways. It doesn't have to be even silly or playful, but have a think of what you can be doing to interrupt the status quo, to zig when, or zag when everyone else zigs. Think about what you can be doing that's unexpected in a good way and make a list of those things and think about how you can be integrating them into your plans and strategy for the rest of the year so that's number one surprise let's move on to number two which is delight so I love going above and beyond with my clients I always believe in over delivering but in a sporadic kind of way so I think that we have to be careful we have to tread a bit carefully with this one because although I believe in going the extra mile and I always show up like 110% for my clients they'll be able to tell you that but I think we have to be careful when we're working with um, as service providers in particular that when we go above and beyond it's very much a situation where the client is delighted and recognize that you've gone above and beyond rather than them just expecting that as part of the service. So that partly comes from setting really great boundaries and expectations up front with your clients so that they know what to expect from you. When they know what to expect from you and the service that you're providing, then you can decide when it feels great to you to go the extra mile and they feel delighted because they knew that it was an extra mile. Is this making sense? So I'm not saying always do extra hours for every single one of your clients. We don't want to get into unhealthy patterns like that and scope creep that minimizes our time with our families, minimizes our profits, things like that. But we do want to find ways that we can go the extra mile and delight our clients in doing so. And it delights them when it's unexpected. So it also links to that kind of surprise piece there. So other ways that you can delight your clients and customers is by adding really lovely personal touches to the things that you do. So if you have a product-based business, something that I think is wonderful when you buy from a small business is when they pop a little handwritten note in there, even if it's just the the word thank you is written in by hand or something like that. I think it's beautiful. And it's a really delightful thing for the person receiving it. So think of little personal touches that you could incorporate that are going to delight your clients and customers. 
The other thing is you can inject more of your true personality into things and that will always delight your people. So I think so often people are afraid of showing up as their true selves online or with their clients or customers. A lot of us kind of not grew up, but had certain professional formative years in the corporate space where it's really not about personality, it's about conformity, right? And there's this idea that you need to present this professional facade and seem professional at all times. Can you check out my professional sounding voice? (laughs) But the more that you show up just as truly you and inject your own personality, the more the people that resonate that with that will be delighted and will really enjoy that and be drawn closer to you. So this is how it creates brand loyalty. And yes, you will polarize some people when you do that. When you show up as your true self and you're like, hey, this thing's for me. Like, hey, I love unicorns. Screw you if you don't. (laughs) That some people will be polarized by that. That's okay. Those aren't your people. Don't be afraid of that. Don't try to be too vanilla, too bland. Try to market to everyone. Yep, you market to no one. So inject your personality as a way of delighting your audience and in particular the people who resonate with your personality the most are going to be your people and you want to draw them closer, right? The other way that you can delight your clients and customers is to wow them with how generous you are. Now, again, you don't want to do this in a way that it becomes an expectation all the time that, oh, I always get this extra thing or I always expect this for free. But that's why the word delight comes in is you want to think of things that you can do that delight them unexpectedly sometimes. So, Wow them with how generous you are. Now, you can do this straight away from the get-go before somebody is a client or customer. Wow them with some really great value up front. I'm a massive believer in leading with value and giving away a ton of great content for free. I think it's just a beautiful thing to do to spread our expertise and our knowledge in a great and positive way um, into the world and give that as a gift. But also it establishes that know, like, and trust with your people. Okay, And if you're the person, I mean, we all know there's a ton of rubbish content online out there. So if yours is content that's different, maybe it's a bit quirky because you've injected your personality. Maybe you're giving away some trade secrets. Maybe you're doing something unexpected. You're going to delight the people that are consuming your content. So Think about how you can give that really, truly great value up front. And that's another way to wow them with how generous you are. So it doesn't always have to be giving away actual services or products for free, although you can strategically. And I use that with caution because I think we do need to be strategic about when we're giving away actual products or services that we usually expect to be paid for for free. We can do it, but only strategically. But I'm talking about what else can you do? How else can you be generous? Okay. Another way to delight your clients and customers is, and your audience is to always be thinking about what you can do to delight them, which is quite, sounds quite straightforward, right? But it's something that's so easily forgotten. We get caught up in the running of our business and all the kind of admin and servicing our clients. Or if you're in the beginning phase, it's easy to get caught up with consuming the endless content of a webinar on this and an ebook on that. But instead, if you spent some time and dedicate some time every so often, doesn't have to be all the time, to thinking about ways that you can delight your audience and the ways that you can delight your clients and customers. It will serve you and it's a gift that gives back, right? 
So the way that you really do that, though, is by listening. When you're listening to your people, really, truly showing up and listening to them, that's when you can find ways to delight them. Um, So ways that I've hopefully delighted my people are, uh, let me think, at Christmas, I sent my current, at the time, private coaching clients some beautiful blush pink leather journals with the words limitless on the front so gorgeous and the point is it's a success journal somewhere they can write down all of their successes and record them so that they can stay connected to that what you focus on expands right so as soon as you start recording these things guess what you start finding more things to record what's not to like So, and I also sent the other women who had worked with me that year, but what I wasn't working with at the time, um, a really beautiful book. Um, So that was a way of hopefully delighting those people who received those. Some of my clients from time to time, we've mentioned something in conversation on one of our calls and occasionally I will just pop a book in via Amazon in their email that turns up as a surprise. So Again, it's not an expected feature of of working with me, but I like to do these things just to delight people as and when I see the opportunities. And I and I do that by listening. So if I'm on a client call, really listening to one of my clients and she's struggling with someone, I think actually this this would be a perfect time for her to read this really great book. Then I'll pop it in the in the post to her. So have a think about what you can be doing to delight your clients and customers. How can you go the extra mile? How can you inject some of your personality? How can you add a personal touch to what you're doing? And finally, we have reward. So just as we do with our kids, and this is the beauty of having a show that's targeted specifically at the, the mum, us mums out there, is that I can talk in these terms, right? So just as we do with our kids, reward good behavior. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, have a think about how do you want your audience to behave? What do you want them to do? What are you hoping that they will do? What action are you hoping they will take? Figure it out and then figure out a specific and clear reward associated with it. So I'll give you a number of examples here. If you have uh, repeat customers or clients, how can you reward them for their loyalty to you? That's only going to foster even more loyalty, right? For example, my private coaching clients, so My prices went up at the very beginning of this year and they're going up again soon. And my some of my private coaching clients um, have been with me since before that first increase. And if they decide to renew their contract with me and continue working with me, then I want to reward that, right? Because I really value our working relationship and I love working with them because I can say that confidently because I only work with clients that I love. And so if they want to continue working with me and deepen that working relationship and gain those extra next level outcomes, then I'm going to reward them for that. So they get to keep the same old, old, (laughs) since been two price increments, the old prices. So that's how I reward those clients, for example. Another thing that you could think of is referrals. So when a client or customer refers a friend to you, how, what are you going to do to reward that behavior? Reward it, because guess what? If you reward it in a nice way, they'll do it again. So for me, this looks like if any of my private coaching clients uh, refer one of their like business friends to me, they think that we'd be a really great fit for working together. And I agree after speaking to this person that we would be a good fit and we start working together, then I give them a really hefty, we're talking hundreds of pounds, bonus for that referral. Because guess what? That Well, first of all, for me, that's saved me time in uh, marketing and getting out there and looking for 
clients, although largely now um, clients all come to me, but that takes time, right? And that wasn't always true. And so, and the other thing is, the other reason why this is particularly great behavior to reward in, in all of our businesses is because if we've got ideal clients that we're working with, and you should be working with ideal clients, right? You're doing that. Yes, good. I can see you nodding. Then guess what? Their friends or acquaintances are likely to be ideal clients too, just because that's how the world works often, right? So it's perfect because it doesn't mean that you are speaking to prospects, prospective customers and clients who aren't maybe a good match. You can just go straight to somebody who you know is a potentially really great match for you and speak to them about working together. So it also just saves you time in that way as well and is more likely to result in a great working relationship if you have a great working relationship with the initial client. So um, rewarding referral, that's a great one. Another thing, another behavior to reward is reviews. So do you have a book? Do you have a product? Do you have a podcast? Um, do you have a place where people can go and review your services on fa- a Facebook business page, for example? So ask people to leave you a review and reward them for doing that. So I don't know if you know this, you've probably heard it at the end of the show before, but if you leave me a, a review on iTunes, I'm rewarding those those people you get entered into to win one free success coaching call with me so there's one that I give away every month and somebody gets picked so one of the reviewers gets picked I want to reward that behavior right because I'm also I'm really thankful for the fact that people take the time and go and leave a review for me it warms my heart so I want to give something back now I would love to give everybody a reward of a free call but my diary does not allow that so I pick one a month. And also that's a nice way that you can actually incorporate some surprise and delight because it's so lovely when, um, so you've probably heard me before, I will read out the review of the month and tell the person to get in touch with me. And it's so lovely when they do because they're always like, yay, I'm so excited. I didn't think I would be the one to win. I can't wait to have our call. And that's just really nice, right? So you've surprised and delighted them as well as rewarding that good behavior. Another thing to do is to reward people who share. So if you are looking to expand your reach, then you want to try to get your people to do that for you, right? So give them an incentive, ask them to share and then give them a reason why. So loop giveaways are a great thing to do. So if you've got some prizes there and you're getting people to tag friends, that's one way that you can do it. For those of you who were on my Limitless Ladies launch team, you'll know that I reward you for reviewing and sharing about this podcast when it was in those early launch weeks. I gave away coaching calls, I gave away access to my Manifest Like a Mother course, all kinds of things. So have a think about how you can be rewarding people who are sharing if sharing is the behavior that you are interested in your followers and fans and audience and clients doing for you. So another thing that I do sporadically, and again, I like to do this one sporadically because it adds in the elements of surprise and delight, is that if somebody does things like, there's a couple of things. So if somebody hits reply to one of my emails, then I might give them some kind of reward. Um, or if they sh- take a screenshot, if you if you want to do this, hey, maybe it'll be you. If you take a screenshot of the podcast player where you're listening to this very show right now and post it on Instagram and tag me at Corrie Javid, guess what? Sometimes I'll pick you ladies and reshare your um, s- 
Instagram story or my stories and then I may well give you something. Could be a free template, could be a free coaching call, you just never know. And again, I like to keep people on their toes so you might not get anything, might just get a warm thank you and a reshare or you might get something, you don't know. But I will reward that behavior because I, I want to... Uh, say thank you, first of all. I want to show my people that I appreciate when they do these things for me because I really do massively and also reward that behavior so people can see it. Hey, when I do this, I get something back as well. So like I just said, the last thing that I can suggest that you could reward, but you can have a think about the types of behaviors you want to be rewarding, but is engagement. So um, if you're doing a Facebook Live, you could have some kind of reward for engaging with the Facebook Live. So tell me blah 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 in the comments and you'll be entered into a prize draw to da 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 prize whatever the prize is or if you want to get more people engaging with your emails ask them a very specific question say hit reply and tell me such and such and when they do well first of all make sure you email back if you're asking people to email you email you make sure you're emailing them back right and then you might want to reward the either all people who email you back or just the odd person again to bring in that surprise and delight so I did this just, let me think, last week, somebody um, hit reply to one of my emails and answered the question that I had posed. And I said, do you know what? I'm in a really great mood today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to hit reply. And I was really interested to learn your answer. And we started chatting. And I said, hey, do you know what? Why not have a free success coaching call with me? I haven't given one away in the last few weeks. Here's the link. Go ahead and book yours in. It's just a nice thing to do, right? Um, so that was number three, which is reward. So it's that time, everybody. It's time for today's dash of woo. <laughs> so brand loyalty is all about building a great relationship with your people. Yes. So today's dash of woo is designed to help you feel that connection with your peeps. I want you to think about your clients and customers, your email list, your Facebook followers, Instagram followers, all those people that interact with you, aka your brand, because you are your brand, right? You know that. And I want you to just think about connecting to them energetically. And this will really help you to stay in tune with your audience and your people as people because it's very easy to get caught up in the numbers and that's something I've talked about before people get so fixated on follower numbers and subscriber numbers and we can you know fall into that trap of wanting those vanity metrics but if you've even got two people on your email list those are two people right two people who are interested in you and what you're doing and have subscribed to hear from you more be grateful so I would love you to have a think about, close your eyes and have a think about all of those people combined in your audience. So clients, customers, emailers, subscribers, social media followers, literally everyone. Imagine them all in a room together. Now, maybe you're just starting out and that room is just filled with three people and one of them is your mum. That's okay. Maybe you've been going for a while and it's 300 people or 3,000. Doesn't really matter. But imagine them all in a room. Now, a room of appropriate size for the amount of people that you've got. And just imagine standing up at the front of the room and just addressing them, just thanking them for being there. And imagine looking out at their smiling faces and just feeling connected to them. Just visualizing that connection with them and seeing them in your mind's eye or feeling them energetically as the real people that they are just really helps when you're showing up for 
anything in your business which you're doing. So for example, if you're writing an email to your list or or if you're sitting down and thinking about how can I surprise and delight and reward my clients and customers and my audience, do this first to feel that true energetic connection to them. Even if they don't exist, you don't have any social media accounts, you don't have any email subscribers, those people who will be part of your audience, who will be your future clients and customers already exist. They're already out there. They're already alive and walking the earth. So just start to feel that energetic connection to them. And it will mean that you bring just a different energy to any activity that you do relating to your audience or client and customers afterwards. So it could be that you do this before, like I said, before you write an email or before you go on a live stream or before you record a podcast episode or before you sit down just to think of a list of ideas of ways that you could surprise, delight and reward your clients or customers or audience. So feel that energetic connection to them. Imagine them as a group of people because that's what they are, right? And feel that nurturing relationship with them growing and it will serve you, I promise. Okay, so those were the three things that you need to keep front of mind in your business if you want to leverage the beautiful power of brand loyalty. They were surprise, delight and reward. Plus I threw in that dash of woo for you. So guess what? There's a new template in the shop and for real this time, like not the spoof unicorn one. (laughs) It's called, drumroll, the money's in the list email nurture sequence template. Here's why I think you're going to love this template. Well, when people opt into your email list, you know, <laughs> via that lead magnet that we've been talking about recently on this very show, you want to start doing what? Well, nurturing your relationship with them. Like I just said, those are people. You need to love on them, appreciate them, give them value. You need to surprise, delight and reward them, right? And you can do that by writing a series of automated emails to them with the main purpose being building that relationship. So if you have an email list, but you don't have an email nurture sequence, or you don't even have an email list yet, but you are going to start one, this is the template of your dreams. Because there will be no staring at a blank cursor wondering what on earth you can write to these people. Oh no. In this template, I'm sharing all of my email nurturing secrets so that you can just follow this proven recipe and voila, an email list full of subscribers who love your emails, keep opening them, keep reading them, and maybe even reply to them so that you can start converting those wonderful people into paying clients and customers, having put in the time and effort to cultivate that relationship with them first so that you're approaching sales from that good feeling place not their icky feeling place. That's a great thing, right? But in fact, there's not actually very much time and effort required on your part because number one, you can automate that email sequence, right? But because the template tells you precisely what to put in each email while allowing you to inject your own style and personality so that no one will ever know that you totally stole, okay, purchased my proven formula. Shh, it'll be our secret. So head over to corriejavid.com forward slash shop and it's the everyone loves template right now. Meaning that, oh yeah, baby, you get $10 off with the code EL10. So head over there, corriejavid.com forward slash shop, click on everyone loves and that is the email nurture sequence template. So go and get that template and start building those relationships. 
If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, head over to the show notes in your podcast player or go to corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash brand loyalty. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.